With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. She catches him by the wrist and runs out, pulling him after her. Burgess rises in consternation and stands aghast on the hearthrug, staring after them. Candy didn't ought to handle a peer's nevy like that. It's going too full with it. Looky here, James. Do we often get taken queer like that? I don't know. He talks very pretty. I always had a turn for a bit of potery. Candy takes out of me that away. Who's to make me tell her fairy stories when she was only a little kitty, not that I? Indicating a stature of two feet or thereabouts. Ah, indeed. He blots the telegram and goes out. Used you to make the fairy stories up out of your own head? Burgess, not deigning to reply, strikes an attitude of the haughtiest disdain on the hearthrug. I should never have supposed you had it in you. By the way, I'd better warn you, since you've taken such a fancy to Mr. Marchbanks. He's mad. Mad? What? Him too? Mad as a March hare. He did frighten me, I can tell you, just before you came in that time. Haven't you noticed the queer things he says? So that's what the poetic horrors means. Blame me if it didn't come into my head once or twice that he must be off his chump. Well, this is a pretty sort of asylum for a man to be in, with no one but you to take care of him. Yes, what a dreadful thing it would be if anything happened to you. Don't you address no remarks to me? Tell your employer that I've gone into the garden for a smoke. Oh! Before Burgess can retort, Morel comes back. Going for a turn in the garden to smoke, James. Oh, all right, all right. Burgess goes out pathetically in the character of the weary old man. Morel stands at the table, turning over his papers, and adding across to Proserpine. Well, Miss Prossy, why have you been calling my father-in-law names? I... Oh, come, come, come. Never mind, Pross. He is a silly old fathead, isn't he? With an explosive sob, she makes a dash at the door, and vanishes, banging it. Morel, shaking his head resignedly, sighs and goes wearily to his chair, where he sits down and sets to work, looking old and careworn. Candida comes in. She has finished her household work and taken off the apron. She at once notices his dejected appearance, and posts herself quietly at the spare chair, looking down at him attentively, but she says nothing. "'Well, where is Eugene?' "'Washing his hands in the scullery, under the tap. He will make an excellent cook if he can only get over his dread of Maria.' "'Ha! No doubt.' "'Come here, dear. Let me look at you.' He drops his pen and yields himself at her disposal. She makes him rise and brings him a little way from the table, looking at him critically all the time. "'Turn your face to the light. My boy is not looking well. Has he been overworking?' "'Nothing more than usual.' "'He looks very pale and grey and wrinkled and old. Here, 
You've done enough writing for today. Leave Prossy to finish it and come and talk to me. But— Yes, I must be talked to sometimes. Now— She makes him sit down and seats herself on the carpet beside his knee. You're beginning to look better already. Why don't you give up all this tiresome overworking, going out every night lecturing and talking? Of course what you say is all very true and very right, but it does no good. They don't mind what you say to them one little bit. Of course they agree with you, but what's the use of people agreeing with you if they go and do just the opposite of what you tell them the moment your back is turned? Look at our congregation at St. Dominic's. Why do they come to hear you talking about Christianity every Sunday? Why, just because they've been so full of business and money-making for six days that they want to forget all about it and have a rest on the seventh, so that they can go back fresh and make money harder than ever. You positively help them at it instead of hindering them. You know very well, Candida, that I often blow them up soundly for that. But if there is nothing in their church-going but rest and diversion, why don't they try something more amusing, more self-indulgent? There must be some good in the fact that they prefer St. Dominic's to worse places on Sunday. Oh, the worst places aren't open. And even if they were, they daren't be seen going to them. Besides, James, dear, you preach so splendidly that it's as good as a play for them. Why do you think the women are so enthusiastic? Candida! Oh, I know. You silly boy. You think it's your socialism and your religion. But if it was that, they'd do what you tell them instead of only coming to look at you. They all have Prossy's complaint. Prossy's complaint? What do you mean, Candida? Yes, Prossy, and all the other secretaries you ever had. Why does Prossy condescend to wash up the things and to peel potatoes and abase herself in all manner of ways for six shillings a week less than she used to get in a city office? She's in love with you, James, that's the reason. They're all in love with you. And you are in love with preaching because you do it so beautifully. And you think it's all enthusiasm for the kingdom of heaven on earth, and so do they. You dear silly. Candida, what dreadful, what soul-destroying cynicism! Are you jesting? Oh, can it be? Are you jealous? Yes, I feel a little jealous sometimes. What? Of Prossy? No, 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 no. Not jealous of anybody. Jealous for somebody else who is not loved as you ought to be. Me? You? Why, you're spoiled with love and worship. You get far more than is good for you. No, I mean Eugene. Eugene? It seems unfair that all the love should go to you and none to him, although he needs it so much more than you do. A convulsive movement shakes him in spite of himself. What's the matter? Am I worrying you? Not at all. You know that I have perfect confidence in you, Candida. You vain thing! Are you so sure of your irresistible attractions? Candida, you are shocking me. I never thought of my attractions. I thought of your goodness, your purity. That is what I confide in. What a nasty, uncomfortable thing to say to me. Oh, you are a clergyman, James, a thorough clergyman. So Eugene says. Eugene's always right. He's a wonderful boy. I have grown fonder and fonder of him all the time I was away. Do you know, James, that though he has not the least suspicion of it himself, he is ready to fall madly in love with me? Oh, he has no suspicion of it himself, hasn't he? Not a bit. Some day he will know when he is grown up and experienced like you, and he will know that I must have known. I wonder what he will think of me then. No evil, Candida. I hope and trust. 
no evil. That will depend. Depend? Yes, it will depend on what happens to him. Don't you see? It will depend on how he comes to learn what love really is. I mean, on the sort of woman who will teach it to him. Yes, no, I don't know what you mean. If he learns it from a good woman, then it will be all right. He will forgive me. Forgive? But suppose he learns it from a bad woman, as so many men do, especially poetic men who imagine all women are angels. Suppose he only discovers the value of love when he has thrown it away and degraded himself in his ignorance. Will he forgive me then, do you think? Forgive you for what? Don't you understand? He shakes his head. She turns to him again, so as to explain with the fondest intimacy. I mean, will he forgive me for not teaching him myself? For abandoning him to the bad women for the sake of my goodness? My purity, as you call it. Ah, James, how little you understand me, to talk of your confidence in my goodness and purity. I would give them both to poor Eugene as willingly as I would give my shawl to a beggar dying of cold, if there were nothing else to restrain me. Put your trust in my love for you, James, for if that went, I should care very little for your sermons. Mere phrases that you cheat yourself and others with every day. His words. Whose words? Eugene's. He is always right. He understands you. He understands me. He understands Prossy and you, James. You understand nothing. She with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.